every single Saturday on these airways. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. 100% News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Goodbye! That's you, El Nido. El Nido. Los Bayos. Los Bayos. And our favorite little community. Gustine, that's right, Gustine. Uh, lots uh, going on out in Gustine, I'll tell you that. Hey, it's a big, 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 a big show. The bonus half hour, that's right. Can you believe it? Oh, let's see what we got to go out. Dave Luna has a staff. I don't have, why isn't it playing? I don't have a staff. Take it off pause. So many buttons, folks. A lot of buttons and a lot of lights. Oh, it is on pause. What a moron. I'm talking about the tape player. Oops. No, 1968. Oh, not this. Gosh, I tell you, it's so difficult to do my job sometimes. I wish I had Dave Luna. That's who I'm alluding to. He has a staff. He, uh, I don't know. That sounds like, I guess, a good song. What the heck? Does, does it really matter? It's just a bumper. Hey, uh, here we are, February 10th, the bonus half hour. That's right. I know everybody's excited because sometimes, not every time, it's a repeat. It's like the morning news. What happened to Friday? I don't know. It was a blur. So much fun. We have so much fun around here at the radio station. And we couldn't do it without you, quite frankly. I am at a loss for my pen. There it is. No, I'd be a loss without you guys. I tell you, I go out in the community and you come up to me and uh, you tell me how much you hate me. And it means so much to me. It really does. One guy came up and he goes, you used to have a show. And then before the end of the conversation, when can I come on? It was <laughs> it was hilarious. But I love you all. I really do. I love you all. We're, we're one big happy family. Like, uh, we're just like both Cephas. <laughs> I love my family. Love this bar. What, what a sad, sad week it was losing one of the, uh, one of the big ones. One of the big guys, one of the patriotic, most patriotic singer, I, I think, uh, that's come along in a long, long time. And, uh, of course, we're talking about Toby Keith. What a, what a shocker. What a shocker. Passed away unexpected. Well, he had stomach cancer. He was going through treatment. I had a friend, very close friend, somebody that means a lot to me. She went to see one of his last concerts in Las Vegas, and it was uh, very emotional uh, he, he said, you probably never thought you'd see me in skinny jeans. He had lost a lot of weight with the treatment, that sort of thing. Very, very uh, sad and shocking and uh, really hit me hard. 62 years old. That's young, my friends. I noticed some of you, uh, Jen, whatever it is, may seem, you're going to UC Mercedes, you're like, 62, come on. But uh, I can tell you, it's, uh, it's young. And so uh, the loss of Toby Keith this week, a great voice for liberty and stuff. And you know, a lot of people, you read the bio and afterward, you know, he had kind of a row with the Dixie Chicks back in uh, turn of the century, uh, buried the hatchet over that, uh, you know, realized, hey, you know, sometimes it's better to take the higher road. Had a real good uh, spiritual sense at the end of his life about where he was. He was a man of family and uh, lived in Oklahoma. And uh, having spent some time back there, I can tell you it's, uh, it is God's country and the people there are genuine and real. And Toby Keith was all of that. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to talk about that. I just started talking about it. Hey, it's Super Bowl Sunday. 
It's going to be a big one. Big, 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 big San Francisco and Kansas City. Let me tell you, I thought it was kind of sucky that San Francisco had to wear their away uniform in white. But, hey, I don't know. I guess I like them in the red uniform. I don't know. It looks, looks, looks aggressive. I went to the uh, playoff game with Detroit against Detroit. I'll tell you, San Francisco is lucky to be at the Super Bowl this year, me amigos, amigas. I was there. That's right. Standing room only. I won't tell you how many bills it was. Five. It was a lot, but it was so much fun. I had more fun than, uh, what would Vern Warnke said? A two? I can't say that on the air. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. And uh, the fans, I have to tell you, the San Francisco fans, I didn't know what to expect. I hung out with the LeGrand Mafia before the game. Now you, you talk about fun. That was more fun Oh my shorts! I was I had such a great time, and I really want to thank uh, the family uh, that that uh, extended their hospitality over there in the parking lot of the uh, was it SoFi Stadium? Absolutely unbelievable! Or Levi 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 Stadium? Absolutely! I knew it had an eye in it. it had, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable! Uh, the fun, the fun, 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 and the fans were just so nice. You know, I mean, they're wearing their regalia. You know, they're like. I don't know when, uh, you know, it's like if regular, I shouldn't say this about Raiders fans. Anyway, they're they're really nice, the San Francisco 49er fans. And even though uh, uh, there were some people I was with that had, the, you know, the Detroit blue on. And I looked in the audience. There's about 10% there. You know, the Jets flew over. They had the band, had a couple of country western singers prior uh, in the pregame. I forget. It was with Journey in the, in the, uh, in the at halftime. They had uh, Joe Montana was there. It was so... Much fun. Time to take time. So there's something about being at a game. I can only imagine what it will be like this weekend in Las Vegas uh, watching San Francisco and Kansas City. And I know a lot of people are going to be out and about and celebrating and having a good time and just, you know, uh, party responsibly, me amigos and amigas. I can only tell you that out of uh, love for you all. Have a good time. And that, that's how it was at the San Francisco game. Before the game, after the game. It wasn't looking good for San Francisco at the half. It wasn't looking good. And I kept asking the score because I was kind of, you know, being a... Probably shouldn't, have, probably shouldn't have done that as much as I did. But I was having fun, I'll tell you. But bring money. <laughs> bring money, man. I'll tell you, it's an expensive... It's a love It's a love of the game to really go to that. And then the next day, took a little uh, side trip on the way home. Why not? Went to Monterey. Went to the aquarium. Hadn't been there in a long... Well, I can't... Maybe I'd never been there. Maybe as a kid. But you talk about mesmerizing. I could sit in front of those tanks and watch the jellyfish forever. And the uh, they feed the penguins. They do all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, but the uh, the displays, the, the sardines swimming around or smelt or whatever, they're swimming in a circle. Just You're like, is that real? That's not real. But it is, and so if you've never been to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, uh, get on over there. It was a it was a lovely day. The weather, uh, it's kind of like uh, the next few days. I'm looking outside, and it's just uh, beautiful. So again, don't uh, don't waste your time inside. Get on out there, and uh, and uh, enjoy what we have to offer. Life's too short, me me friends. It's uh, it's way way too short. Uh, you remember what I talked about at the first part of this show. Uh, LaGrange is going to have for Super Bowl. I just have to put it in because I love LaGrange. If you've never been to downtown LaGrange, it's a wonderful little thing. They have a bar there, Louis Bar. And let me tell you, the food there ain't bad. 
uh, when they when they don't run out. You know, they they don't keep a lot because they want it fresh. They want it good. And uh, if you get there late, well, they may not have the lamb shanks or one of the uh, beautiful dishes they prepare there. But this weekend, Sunday, over at the I O O F Hall, the International Order of Odd Fellows, which uh, who isn't. I love the name of that place. They they uh, have a breakfast, pancake breakfast, very very reasonable, sausage, eggs, all you can eat pancakes. My understanding, and you're right there by the uh, river, the Tawalame, and the old bridge, and it's uh, really cool. You can look down, you can see the uh, fish. I don't know if they're salmon, what they are, trout, perch, something down there, and uh, it's just beautiful this time of year with the hills being green after we've had the rain. The sun hits it. I tell you, that's when that's when they sell property in the mountains, man. You go up there when it's green. Yeah, it looks like this all year round. And then uh, August when it's 105 and the wildfire is just cresting. You know, they've given you the evacuation notice on your fence. Uh, that's when <laughs> that's when it's a little dicier. But you get up there this time of year. Hey, it's beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. The other thing that's going to be happening soon uh, is the John Derby Memorial. I think I want to say. It's the 15th or the 22nd. You know, I have got to check. Maybe it's the 19th. Now, you want to look in your local Merced County Times. As you know, John Derby, icon of the community, pushing, uh, push, publishing <laughs> and pushing the uh, Merced County Times. Uh, the mantle uh, has been taken over for some time. You know, John's uh, been retired for a little while down there in Mexico. Unfortunately, passed away very suddenly, unexpectedly, uh, earlier this year. And um, the other Johns, John Miller, John uh, Whitaker... Uh, the other folks over there at the Times, a lot of unnamed folks I don't know that do uh, a wonderful job of putting that out. And again, I really, really love to see the community support uh, for the paper because it's uh, it's an important part of our community. And I really am so happy to see that the uh, in the new sponsors and uh, renewing and that sort of thing. Let, let's get back into the uh, let's get back into the election because there is an election coming up. We talked about that in the first segment. If you missed it or the first hour. The 8 o'clock hour, yes, there was original programming in the 8 o'clock hour. Hard to believe. We had a special guest for the last two segments, but the first segment I rattled on about the upcoming election on March 5th. It's uh, less than a month away. You got your ballots this week. You're like, what? Yeah, don't, don't throw it away. It's very importante. I don't know what the turnout's going to be uh, this time. Probably 45, 50%, I hope. Probably a dismal uh, 20 plus or 30. I, I, you know, that means 70% of the ballots just tossed, tossed in the trash, not filled out. Nobody bothers to sign it. And you don't realize how that could inf- uh, affect an election or a measure. And there's so many important things on the ballot uh, this year in the primary. Of course, the general election in November is going to be really interesting after you look at the events this past week. Uh, Uncle Joe, I mean, it's like a weekend at. At Biden's, this is uh, this is horrible. Who's running our country? Uh, we, we all knew it was uh, somewhat uh, behind the scenes. Uncle Joe couldn't possibly uh, be on top of things to make all these policy decisions. But now it's out in the open. Doesn't even know when he was vice president. Doesn't know when his son Bo died. Uh, just unbelievable. Some of the uh, things revealed in the report, and everybody wants to jump on her. Uh, the uh, uh, special counsel appointed to this uh, investigation, which did find he willfully, willfully uh, mishandled top secret information. Again, lied about it the other night on the news conference and uh, tried to poo-poo it. Hey, it was my staff. It wasn't me. Well, I think a lot of things that uh, Joe does is his staff. And again, I might have to buy into that on other issues. But uh, the, the the denial 
and then the uh, the reason for not taking him to court was uh, his his addled mental state and the uh, sympathy that would garner from a jury and I don't know if that same sympathy is going to be garnered from world leaders and the powers that we need to go up against in this very very dicey world to have somebody uh, with the uh, with the level of competence or incompetence that was highlighted in special counsel her's report and let me just clarify that that report goes to Merrick Garland who was appointed by uh, Joe if he remembers appointing Merrick and uh, he had the chance uh, the uh, Attorney General Garland had the chance to not forward that report, send it back, have it redacted, have it changed, but no. He went ahead and released it, and I think it's very telling, and I think that folks are finally waking up. They have to wake up. I mean, there's been a state of denial in the press for years, even before the election of the plagiarism, the history of the current president, and now it's on full display, and what will happen from here on out is going to be very interesting. And the reason I go on to this, I don't usually talk about national politics. Uh, there's there's enough uh, sources and news outlets to uh, ad nauseum on that. But again, all politics is local, mi amigos. Amigas, it's very important that you realize that the people you send to Congress, the people that you send to the state, even your local electeds here at the, super, at the supervisorial level, at the city council level, there's no city council races on the ballot in March, there are there is a supervisorial race. Actually, three of the five districts could change the course, the direction, the outlook, the opportunity, the future of this county. And yet people keep uh, going with the same old horse in the race, betting on that it's going to get better. And it hasn't. It hasn't. We talked about it in the first segment or the first hour, which again, if you missed, go to 1480kyos.com. 1480kyos, all one word, dot com, brings it up. You can listen online, stream. You can be in your favorite uh, destination in Aruba. You can be wherever you have internet access, listen to us all the time. And then, if you're so inclined, if you haven't had enough, go to the banner at the bottom, the uh, what the toolbar there right after our logo, and you'll see podcasts. You click on that, you not only are able to listen to the last month or two months of Roger's show, community conversation but you're also able to listen to that's right citizen watch and the last hour which we talked about one of the races for supervisor will be determined in uh, march at the march 5th primary the other two supervisoral races they're hoping that it's (laughs) the other two incumbents are praying to god that they can cling to the seats they have currently but district two there's only one uh, there's only one challenger to Jay Pedroza, who is the current supervisor for District 2, which represents the majority of Merced, the creek, the county. It's where the county building is at, the Death Star over there at 2222 M Street. And uh, he's asking for uh, another four years on his way to a permanent retirement. I don't know if Dad got the permanent retirement. No mention of Dad in this article of February 1st in the Merced County Times, touting his, uh, of course, this is a article he basically you know dictated it's a you know it's a a, you know it's proven experience or no proven results and his experience and uh i read a couple of things we're going to go to the jump because i want to get to another race that's just as important district four out there in river valley which uh, probably will not be decided in march so we'll probably have some more more time to talk about that uh, I told to the job. We have put a huge emphasis on funding. This is Josh talking now, uh, Pedroza. 
we have put a huge uh, emphasis on fun- the incumbent of District 2, if you didn't know. We have put a huge emphasis on funding housing solutions, and our unhoused population has dropped significantly. <laughs> Where? And how significantly? Well, while the state, that's just my own editorial, while the state's average has gone up, we have gone down. We are about 8% unhoused. The state is at 10. That statement reminds me of in, in Mars Attacks when Jack Nicholson said, well, we've we got two out of three branches of government, and that ain't bad, 8% unhoused. So we have done a good job in opening up our various facilities and being partners with the continuum of care to alleviate some of these complex societal problems that we are facing. Continuum of care has been in existence at least, it has to be 20 years now, and they had a 10-year plan at the inception to uh, get rid of homelessness. That's right, get rid of homelessness. So then it goes on, uh, the drivel of being an early riser, you know, makes lunches for the kids, blah, blah, blah. Nice guy. Nice guy. But what has he done? Could not fix a drain over there on Oleander Avenue for years until it finally eroded in the storm. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. We have homelessness is not better. The streets are horrible. The county is upset. The employees are upset. And let me go on. In this week's edition of the Merced County Times, the February 8th edition, above the fold we have all of the ads. Uh, Josh, uh, Jay Pedrozo, County Supervisor, District 2. Proven leadership, direct results. I love the the slogans. In the middle, we have public service, not politics. Uh, Jim Pacheco, Pacheco excuse me, running for uh, Supervisor District 4. Uh, nowhere does it say that here, but you, you can discern it. And uh, in full regalia in the sheriff's uniform, I didn't know you could do that. Maybe I'm wrong. Lloyd Pereira, leadership you trust. I guess he did a poll. Anyway, Brazil, who uh, Dennis Brazil, who's running against Lloyd Pereira, has a wonderful article in here. It's on the left side, above the fold. Brazil speaks frankly, and man, that's all I need to read. And he says the board needs transparency. Let me just read because we're running out of time. Immediately, I picked up, this is Dennis, uh, Brazil, candidate for District 4, going against the incumbent Lloyd Pereira, along with some others, other uh, candidates. Immediately, I picked up on the people attending the meeting, Brazil said. They don't look happy at the cur- with the current board and a lot of the things that supervisors are currently doing. The next meeting, I watched the same scenario. And the next meeting, again, I seem to see the same scenario. So there's a pattern here. Residents and county workers are not happy. But what happened at the last meeting of the 2023 board in December, that's when it really struck with me. As each board member gave his comments for the closing of the year, it was as if all the board members were patting each other on the back. They were telling each other what a great job they were doing. And I was looking at them and realizing what a way, what right away, that's the good old boys club. You are all congratulating each other on the good job you did, but that's not who you answer to. You answer to your constituents. Those comments at the end of the year should have been directed to the audience. To the audience. I would ask, Art, when he decides, he talks about running and throwing his hat into the ring and, you know, people approaching him. And he goes, I would ask, are you not happy with your county supervisor? Some people I bumped into said they were, but others were not. Some would say something like, we saw him during the last election. We saw him when he knocked on our door and asked if he could put up a campaign sign or get a donation check. But after that, crickets. Well, he didn't say crickets. He goes, we didn't hear from him again. And I think now 
Boy, you don't hear from Darren. Don't hear about Scotty. Silvera out there on the west side is the best side. Dayron over there with the, the choo-choo train out there at Castle. We don't hear anything about that now because they're not running. But, oh, guaranteed in two years, they're going to be knocking on the door and asking for the check. Hey, can I put a sign in your yard? Remember like I did four years ago? You haven't seen me, but here I am. You know, I got a beard now. I got a hat. You know, I look like uh, <laughs> all hat and no cattle, my friends. Again, where are they? Where are they on the off season? That's when Brazil started to take an interest in the ongoings of the Board of Supervisors meetings. He goes, as I continued to look at those meetings, I picked up on a few more things. I picked up that first was public safety. I remember when Vern Warnke was elected sheriff, I remember his comments that he needed to build the department back up. And he needed to get staff back up to where it should be to cover the county and keep people safe. And now, here we are, eight or nine years later... And the sheriff is back at these meetings asking for the same things. Some of these board members are in their second or third term, Scotty, Dayron, and we still haven't resolved the sheriff's issue. Now, again, Josh has been there. Lloyd has been there. Rodrigo, he's been there. And we still haven't resolved these issues. They say they don't have the budget for it. But I say you couldn't figure it out in eight years. You couldn't figure out how to get your public safety up for par or at least closer to the par of what the sheriffs think we should have or what the state average is or compared to other counties. It doesn't make any sense except to say they failed. They really failed at public safety. And they have. The sheriff's been before the board the last three or four months complaining that he's in a state of emergency. What kills me is the sheriff goes to some of these fundraisers for the incumbents and I don't get that. Which is it? Are they not doing their job? Are they doing their job? You know, some of it's politics. I get it. I'm not naive. I mean, you got to kind of spread the eggs in all the baskets, you know, just in case the guy gets in. But which is it? Which is it? And Brazil believes, as I do, and I've said on this show, leaders, staff members, union representatives, and employees need to come to the table and compromise. And this is what the sheriff has been screaming about for years. Another issue that needs to be addressed, uh, according to Brazil, is Measure V. He goes, I have the old campaign sign uh, for Measure V. It says, fix our roads. I think the voters passed the measure with flying colors. It was supposed to be about roads, but it has gotten lost along the way. And it certainly has. And if you think our roads are in good shape, my friends, you will lose the amalgam in your teeth on the way to these board meetings. It is horrible. It's pitiful. They're going to have this uh, off-road race. They almost thought about having it on the streets of Merced, but it was too rough. So they're going to go out there on La Paloma, where it's a little smoother, and the ambulances can respond within the required time. Right, Chief Parker? Come on! Oh, my gosh. Well, it goes quick. I got to go. You got to go. Super Bowl Sunday. Don't forget. Go! Whoever team you're on. I'll tell you, it's fun. Fun, fun, fun. I had so much fun. Going to the super uh, to the uh, playoff game, absolutely unbelievable. Hey, we're out of time. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. Vote. All I can say is vote, me amigos. We need a change. We need a change because what's happening ain't working. Look around you. Wake up. Your vote matters. That ballot is worth millions. People died. People gave their life. We had five Marines crash in the hills of San Diego. Last week, all of them under 30. 
They made this ultimate sacrifice for this country. Don't you forget it. Ever. God bless you all. I love you. I'll see you later. Some crosses and some painted gold posts through it. You know you came from it. And someday you'll return to this hell shade.